to a Welcome to the Upward Momentum podcast, where we're connecting people, purpose, and business. Today, I'm joined with Andy Bramley. Andy, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, Andy, um, you know, you you obviously reached out to me, and and you said you wanted to to join me on a podcast, and I'm I'm happy you did. And just like to hear a little bit about yourself and your story. Okay, well, um, reached out because we're just trying to spread our word uh, on what we're doing. Uh, as an immigrant family mm-hmm. uh, coming over to Canada. Um, so basically, uh, we arrived in Canada nearly four years ago, uh, myself and my little family. Uh, been working and building up our uh, relationships with everybody and building up a life in uh, Canada. And we decided we wanted to run our own business and try and uh, get involved in some entrepreneurship, I suppose you can call it. Um, I and I got a background as uh, a natural amateur strongman and uh, we decided to go down um, the fitness and strength apparel route, uh, specializing uh, in custom belts and whatnot. Um, kind of reason we decided to go down that route Back in the UK, when I was competing, we had a real issue getting uh, belts and stuff because I'm, I'm a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. With real issue getting belts and quality equipment and stuff that we didn't have to pay through the nose. And we met a lot of people here, and uh, we just decided that we'd like to try and help. And it kind of escalated from there. Nice. So. I want to talk a little bit about your your journey to Canada. What what brought you here? Well, we we it kind of started. We started looking and thinking about immigrating to somewhere during the two thousand eight two thousand nine recession. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, the UK uh, was suffering pretty badly. Um, so just before what's happened now, it's only, it was only really just starting to come out of the recession. If you talk to a lot of people. And um, I was as far as I could go kind of in my career in the UK. I was an emergency gas fitter. And uh, my wife is a graphic designer. And at the time, she'd been like laid off four or five times in about three years during that time. And we just started wanting to change. We didn't have any kids Mm. at the time. So that's always a lot easier to decide. So um, we decided we wanted to change. Um, We looked at the usual suspects were Brits look at, look at like New Zealand and mm-hmm. Australia, but they were too far. And some have suggested Canada, so we looked into that. Uh, during this time, while we were looking, we got married and we had a honeymoon in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, we met um, a bunch of Canadians. One of them you know was Mr. Mac. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it kind of all snowballed from there. We kept in contact with them. Um, and uh, while we were kind of deciding where, because by that point we kind of decided where Canada, we want to make Canada our new home. And if you know how big the UK is, you can kind of fit the UK about three times in Alberta. So mm-hmm. us trying to find a place in Canada is quite daunting. Mm-hmm. So we knew people in Calgary and stuff, so we decided to make Calgary our home. And during the process, which took about four years mm-hmm. to get here, wow. yeah, it took a long time, and a, that's a that's a heck of a story. 
Um, we uh, we had our first child, um, Logan, and uh, yeah, when we come over here and kind of rest is history, so to speak, with that. Okay. So what uh, what have been some of the challenges that you've been faced with uh, since coming here, or even just obviously getting here was a challenge? Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, so, I mean, just getting here, like we come over on uh, was like a permanent resident status. Okay. We didn't just I didn't want to take the gamble coming over here on a work visa and something going wrong and us having to pick up and leave mm-hmm. again if something uh, happened, which in hindsight I'm glad I did. Um, so a lot of the challenges were they, uh, in, um, the Canadian government, we were quite far through the process and getting everything done. And then the Canadian government decided that they were freezing everything, mm. all mm-hmm. immigration and everything yeah. for, it was supposed to have been, I think it was supposed to have been about two months originally. So a year and a bit later. When they decided to reopen everything, we had to start again from scratch. We had to resubmit all our paperwork because that's got like a it's got like a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. We had to resubmit all our paperwork and we had to redo the whole thing again. Wow. So yeah, that was that was fun mm-hmm. in the end. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. We uh, they just kept changing the rules for some reason at the time. We, mm-hmm. we don't really know. No one seems to know why. We was working in an immigration company, and no one seems to know why the rules kept changing. Mm-hmm. And every time they changed, it would set us back, right. set us back, set us back. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, no doubt. So then, naturally, you know, you got here, and, and you're still here, which is obviously great. Yeah. <laughs> um, what What would you say would be some of the the perks to, to being here and, and having been able to come? Perks, it's oh, good things. Yeah, <laughs> the positive things. Yeah, now. no, we'll, 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 we'll go down that road. Yeah. Um, the, the the perks are definitely space. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to you know, I mean, the population of Alberta is what like. Three, three and a half million, something like that, I think. Okay. Like Calgary, 1.2 million. Yeah. London, just in London on its own, it's 12 million. Wow. You know, you've got that amount of people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, the scenery, the mountains, the countryside, and everything like that is on the doorstep here. You know, kind of in Calgary, you're an hour, hour and a bit away from the mountains, whatnot, which is obviously. It's a huge reason why we come. Why mm-hmm. It's beautiful um, outside. It's safer. Um, L- London, like the like London and um, parts of Essex where, where we were living at the time, like down in Romford and whatnot, and stuff, everything like that. It's got. It's quite rough. It's not the. In not just any of my friends and everything there, but it's, it's safer here mm-hmm. for, for for my kids. I said because I've got got a seven-year-old and we've got like a 18 month or 18 month old okay um so it's generally we feel it's safer here um when the economy's up and running it tends to have more opportunities so we're hoping that as our kids get older that they all have uh different avenues that they can go compared to what we like we had mm-hmm. um <clears throat> uh definitely one of the things you don't get in the UK, which kind of like kind of suppose brings us full circle, is that you don't get a huge amount of entrepreneurs or business starters and stuff in the UK or, or 
kind of Europe in general, I think. I think that's definitely much more of a North American thing where you can do that and, 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 and have an opportunity to start a business and it potentially succeed mm-hmm. compared to compared to the UK. The UK generally most people work for most people. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I mean I'm still working here as a as a day job, but you know, the whole goal is eventually to be self sufficient and kind of work for yourself, I guess. Okay. So on that note, what what would you say are some of the challenges now you've faced with, with starting a business? What would you say some good lessons learned and struggles maybe you've had along the well, way? Well, the business itself, we've only been running for about a year. Okay. It's challenges are everything. Okay. Especially when especially when like you're a novice. I mean I'm I'm computer illiterate. Mm-hmm. You know, I've torn apart more computers than I have ever got the damn things to work. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not Mr. Patient with them. I'm very lucky that my wife is a uh, graphic designer by trade, mm-hmm. uh, an extremely patient person, Okay, especially if you're married to me. Yeah. And um, so she is like the, 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 it's kind of strange, like in, we've kind of exchanged roles as in life, like, you know, us being married, I've always been the hands-on, mechanical, fix-it type of guy and do, do kind of all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But with this, with the like social media, the marketing, the uh, Shopify and everything like that, it's she she's she's the mechanical. She's the she's the she's the technical wizard. I'm I'm the pretty face of the company. I go out talking to people and making bills and and, 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 and all that kind of thing. So it's kind of a weird just position. Yeah. So to speak. But definitely social me- social media marketing, that is a weird one to get your head around. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, I've spoken to a lot of people before about it. And so, unless you're like twenty years old and know how to run and everything like that, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to get your head around. It's difficult to know how things funnel and how you can focus things and how you can. Again, this is why I leave it to to, to my wife because I'm just like, what the heck? And I just nah, just it's not me. Yeah, for sure. Um, so obviously social, social media has been a struggle. Um, what, what else? Like how, I know a lot of companies, you know, they'll look for investors or funding. Like how sort of did you go about that? Did you look for funding or did you sort of? No, no, we've actually been lucky enough to be able to sort of kind of do it ourselves. So we mm-hmm. sell, so essentially what we do, the, the, the company's called Resolute Strength Web. Mm-hmm. And what the idea started off was to do customizable uh, weight belts. Okay. Um, so like the, like the support for mm-hmm. intradominal support. So the idea was originally was to do belts of any size, any color, anything like that. You can have whatever you like on them, um, like make them fully customized and stuff. And you haven't got to pay through the nose for it. Right. Stuff, you know? And we try and use as much... Uh, 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 Canadian products and everything that we can. We support other Canadian businesses as well while we're nice. doing sort of printing and everything like that. It's all done in Canada. Awesome. Um, and that's what it, that's what it started off. So we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, it was actually just missed a couple of things. It was actually like a, from a friend of ours, uh, like a mutual friend of ours, Mark, um, who come up with the idea right, mm. from like his business and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he come up, suggested it to us, and obviously with my background in strength sports, mm-hmm. obviously I knew a lot about them. So um, 
it kind of went from there. So we went into the belts, and then we went from there, and then um, from the belts, it just kind of naturally progressed to other products, so such as like strength sleeves, wraps, um, uh, just everything kind of going along, uh, down the lines of that. Um, and just working on the knowledge, and I'm I'm very lucky that I I I, I uh, lift and work out with uh, the the, like the representative of the Natural Strongman uh, Federation of North America, who is like they're just like a wealth of information. And I get to train with some of the strongest guys in in Canada. Wow. Um, and so just working with them, working out what works, what doesn't work, with, like mm-hmm. different products and stuff is kind of led us down this road. So we've actually now within a year, we've actually got um, a lot of different products going down and we've got more coming in all the time. Nice. Now, if you could maybe go back to the beginning, is there anything that you would tell yourself to say, oh, you know, do this differently? Definitely be more savvy with suppliers. Mm-hmm. Probably look at, probably focus more on trying to get a business mentor. Okay. That would probably be a big one. But it, it's something that we're still working out so we're still pretty green um even though the business is you know we're working with a lot of people um look at trying to invest in a business mentor probably something that we're looking to try and do now um because we look at trying time collapse everything mm-hmm. um i think that'd be the biggest one in okay. all honesty because then they, they can talk to you about the marketing they can talk to you about selling they can talk to you about strategy i mean mm-hmm. that's a big one yeah. Um, so I'm trying to go down that route. So that, I think that would be the biggest one. Okay. And then let's go kind of into the future. Where where do you sort of see this going? Like, do you, do you have plans to sort of grow your business? And Absolutely, yeah. So the, 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 as far as the growth of Resolute, is, we, we are looking to really expand. I mean, uh, our product range over the last three, four months has really expanded. I mean, mm-hmm. we everything from we're starting selling like a like a slimline waste plates now. We are trying to work. One of the one of our big ethos is, is trying to work with Canadian companies. Mm-hmm. So our plates are made by this uh, uh, WCM like manufacturing out in uh, Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are um, like a small family uh, company, which Canadian steel, Canadian workers. Mm-hmm. We're trying to work with uh, completely. We're trying to work alongside uh, some charities. In the past, we've worked with uh, food banks, like the Veterans Food Bank and whatnot in the Cal- in Calgary. Um, we're at the moment going to. We're really looking to support the. I'm I'm so bad at acronyms. LGBT. Okay. Uh, community. Yeah. It's got me yes, many names, and yeah. I think any of them is good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. We're, we're uh, at the moment currently uh, working with them, but being Pride Month, we've got uh, some exclusive uh, Pride merchandise that we're uh, that we're selling, and that uh, we're going to give uh, a portion of that away to uh, LGBT uh, charities. Mm, nice and stuff. So it's a lot of what we want to do is grow it to work alongside the communities mm-hmm. and stuff, and try and grow with them. And then uh, if we can affect a positive change, and all the better. Yeah, so that's interesting you say kind of into the communities and stuff. So what's sort of led you to to go that direction is there's, yeah, like what's what's inspired you to, to focus on the community so much? Um, we, we've always believed in, um, very, very strongly in 
non-discrimination. I guess mm-hmm. I guess that's one best way. We've seen, unfortunately, in our lifetime, especially uh, back in the UK, we've seen some horrible things, especially within that community. I mean, we like everyone. We'd love to support every kind of community going out there, mm-hmm. especially now. With all, everybody knows the injustices and everything that's going on in the world at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the LGBT community, especially for my wife, she had a lot of friends uh, in university growing up and stuff who uh, are gay and went through hell mm-hmm. uh, with their families, um, with their religious groups. Um, you know, there's sorts of like conversion camps and mm-hmm. all other horribleness out there so um like my my, my boy like we we take him to pride parade every year make sure they're extremely educated because mm-hmm. uh we all know that ignorance is the enemy yeah so to speak so yeah so it, it's just something that we both believe in both believe in that uh lack of a better term love is love and we are trying to help out stamp out intolerance where we can awesome so if we can focus it down there and we can help people out and again that's what we're all about excellent and you you've got you've done some work already then i assume you said you've got some stuff going on for yeah so at the moment at the moment we uh, we're just releasing a line of um uh, resolute strength wear t-shirts and stuff like uh, like uh, pride pride shirts and stuff and the best top t-shirts stringy vests whatever and um We'll be donating um, to like the portion that will be donated to uh, LGBT causes. Um, so hopefully more people buy, more we can help. Awesome. And um, now, you, so you're obviously a local business yep. to Calgary, Canada. Here, mm-hmm. do you are you thinking of growing that? Like going? Do you see visions of going beyond that and maybe expanding your market a little bit? Uh, well, as far as strictly goes. Uh, like just like your business, would you like to would you like to see that grow? Absolutely, yeah. yeah I I don't, I don't think anybody gets into business to see it shrink. So to yeah, say. yeah. We are we are looking. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the idea is to grow. The idea is um, we really want to eventually be able to take on um, staff. Uh, mm-hmm. We really want to be able to take on people that we can help them. Mm-hmm. We've we've worked for people in the past that. Are just horrible places to be. Mm-hmm. We know what it's like to be pushed down and, and, and trodden on as far as like an employee. Right. So one of the things we feel strongly about is that we can bring people on. Um, we'd like to bring people on that maybe have had some trouble pasts mm-hmm. that we can help, that we can um, give a second chance to vets. That'd be great. Something down the line. I mean, obviously, this is as the company grows. Absolutely, yeah. At the, at the moment, really, it's just my wife and me. Yeah, no, for sure. So we're pushing. But yeah. this is this is something we yeah. would like to do. We, our why is as much as we want to be self sufficient, like like anybody. Mm-hmm. Our one of our big whys is to give back and help. Mm-hmm. So once we can stabilize ourselves, we can look at stabilizing other people. Nice. That is completely. It'll be just so fulfilling, mm-hmm. you know. And and we, I, I don't think I've ever worked doing anything fulfilling before. I've worked, I I earn a wage, and I don't know. I think being able to work and help people and go out is 
Sounds really cliche, doesn't it? Sounds like we're like we're, we're on a dodgy Netflix special or something. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but we're uh, the whole thing is that we want to do that. Mm-hmm. If, if we can help, if we can give back, that'd be awesome. I, and I think that's really great. And and you know, naturally, we're in we're in a challenging time. And, yes. Um, I want to touch on that a little bit as well. Like how how have you found things right now? It's twenty twenty. Um, how are things? Are you guys still busy? Um, yeah, I really? mean, we definitely like the, it. Kind of goes hand in hand. I mean, as far as like if you're like a business owner and you're trying mm-hmm. to go out there, there's money out there. Yeah, it just is not in the place where you thought it was mm-hmm. anymore. So I mean, a lot of business. So if you if you look at a lot of um, gyms and, and, and places like that, they're having to do um, what's, what's the what's the catchword at the moment? Everyone's pivoting. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing a pivot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we try to help. Uh, along with that, so like on, like we've got in contact with uh, local uh, fitness trainers, etc., and we help try and promote them. We've got a little section on our um, our, our Resolute website, whereas uh, we've got a few trainers who we recommend who can do video training nice. and whatnot. And if you talk to a lot of owners, a lot of gym gyms and stuff, they've had to pivot to do the online training, mm-hmm. online coaching. I think that's going to be a big thing coming in the future. You know, a lot of people, because people have spent um, thousands on home gyms. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gone crazy. Everybody's got really inventive with their home gyms. I, I mean, don't, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of gyms that have opened and people are just flooding back there. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. Because, I mean, I think um, I think eBay and Kijiji and stuff are going to be flooded now with cheap gym, gym equipment and stuff. But there are some people who have really discovered that the fact, you know, they've got the room, they've got the basements or garages and whatnot where they can they've set up themselves up a really good uh system yeah so this online coaching this home coaching is i think i think that's going to be interesting in the future i'm going to be interested to see where that goes Mm -hmm. so yeah i think i think everybody's adjusting definitely and then you know there's there's a quote actually that i I really love that I want to share that um, Albert Einstein once said mm. it's in the middle of difficulty lies opportunity. Mm. And it's, it's so funny because we're seeing more and more of that now. Mm. Um, you know, the businesses are just, they're pivoting, they're adjusting. We're seeing a fundamental transformation. And, and I want to go back to your comment about bringing on employees as well. Mm-hmm. And, and one key piece I see is, is that is, you know, that's for years, there's people like Simon Sinek, you may be familiar with him, uh, British guy mm. um, talks a lot about leadership and stuff. He wrote the book Start with Why. Um, you know, he talks a lot about you know looking after your people and, and providing a good workplace. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for so long we've been caught in these workplaces where you know people are always well, you're a number, just you're here to make money for us. And yeah. the real companies that I that I see that are going to emerge from this strong, um, no pun intended, by the way, <laughs> are the ones that. Um, that, you know, really take that vision that you said and sort of say, hey, you know what, we need to look at our people as an opportunity and and how do we take care of our people and treat them well? Because at the end of the day, I mean, you look at how many businesses are going to have to shut down. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm just, just because I'm a, a new business person, I'm, I'm obsessed with uh, business podcasts mm-hmm. at the moment and entrepreneur podcasts and, 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 and stuff. I mean, for some reason, they're, they're, you've got a lot of business owners, things, entrepreneurs, like a, like a dirty word. Mm-hmm. So I think silly because at the moment that's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need those people who are coming out who want to show 
when's the last I, for a lot of people when's the last time you've seen true leadership in guiding a company it's it's a lot of it a lot of places that people work now and I've worked in the past it's like you don't like it the door's over there mm-hmm. that's not leadership that's bullying mm-hmm. that's I, I, I hate that I mean how I, I listen there's one podcast that I, uh, I I listen to a lot at the moment it's called the Empire Podcast um, okay. and it's got a guy uh, Kev, uh, Bedros Kulian I'm terrible with names yeah. he's the owner of Fit Body Bootcamp and I listen to him quite a lot he's a very strong leader he's an immigrant to the States he lives mm. in like California and his whole ethos is that leadership you know it begins with leadership and it ends with leadership if there's mm-hmm. an issue it's to do with the leadership in, in the company and the companies that you see thrive, the companies that you see their employees who want to give that little bit extra, it all comes from decent leadership. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I would say 95% of people feel like they're just a number. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as when we get to the point where we can employ people, I mean, I am vowing I am never going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even even if it's just bringing in some donuts from Tim's or something, just yeah. anything I can do to make someone feel a, a, a appreciated. So again, if, I think that's a lot of people, the reason people start their own businesses and whatnot is because they don't want to feel like that anymore. For sure. That's that. So, you know, as and when we get to the point that I can employ people and I can bring them in, yeah, it's just, you, you want a team, you don't want employees. You want, mm-hmm. you want people to be able to, if something goes slightly sideways, they're not going to just look at it and think, you know, I'm just an employee, I just work here, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. So if you want people to be invested in what you do. You want them to be part of the family, so to speak. Yeah. And if you can do that, I, I believe, at least, um, if you can do that and you can inspire coming along, then you know, the, during the hard times, you're going to have them people who are going to support you and work and get through that, if you can support them. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I remember uh, you went to a presentation by a rabbi and and he says one of the things they do whenever they have a new employee that starts is they hand them a plunger with the sign that says whatever or a plaque on it I believe actually says whatever it takes. Okay, that's cool. Um, and I just that really resonates with me because that's I think that's phenomenal. Too often we forget that somebody's got to plunge the toilet, yeah. and um, maybe they're not viewed. You know, and people aren't necessarily viewed like you said and and whatnot. And it sounds like you guys are off to some a really great start. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's 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 rolling along. But I mean, same what you're saying about the guy with a plunger. And it's funny that at the moment, it's not the it's not these rich CEOs that are keeping things going. It's yep. not some some git in a limo driving down a road. It's the store workers. Mm-hmm. It's the paramedics. It's the nurses. It's the cleaners. It's all these people that are fundamentally keeping. Countries, you know, and I'm talking about the UK, I'm talking Canada, I'm talking the US, you're talking about these people on the low levels who generally you don't, majority of people don't think to look twice at. It's, mm-hmm. it's these people that are keeping them going mm-hmm. and stuff. And, you know, and you, you've got to take a step back and, and, and kind of realize that these are, these are real people. These are people that have got a value. These are people who deserve more than minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And I can understand, obviously, it's a ripple effect of taxes and, you know, with the, the, Absolutely. With, with all the rest of it and, and whatnot. But these are people. These are They're not numbers. They're not people just to fulfill your requirements of your franchise. These are people with families. There are people who have... The essential workers, essentially, you know, they've, they've come, essentially, they've come in and they're 
as much as they're obviously working because they need a wage, they're still they're still coming in. They're still giving their role. They're still risking themselves. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's not forgotten. I hope I hope that it's it's not just a passing phase or a passing fad that all of a sudden you know everybody's out there clapping on the street, you know, well done and stuff, and then all of a sudden we're back to the, the status quo and no one gives a damn anymore. Mm-hmm. That would be really sad afterwards. When it, it's interesting you say that because I it was actually just just at IKEA last night and it was funny because they were cleaning like mad. Yeah. There's people in the middle of the day and this this woman you know was was trying to get in front of me and I stepped back and said go ahead. She's like oh I'm sorry. I'm like no no you please go ahead. You know just something so simple people don't realize that you know these people whoever they are from whatever background they are doesn't really matter. I mean that simple act probably made that person's day. And, and like you said, it's, it, it is so important. I think that we remember that and, you know, remember that, that we, that everybody is a person behind that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> when I can definitely, I'm, I mean, I can be a grumpy so at times yeah. and, and I forget, I mean, I've got like a, I, I forget my facial muscles are not friends to gravity. So I look cheesed off. If I'm not thinking about it, I look cheesed up. I always look angry, and I'm, you know, I'm nearly six three, over three hundred or pound and stuff. So, <laughs> so when I'm when I'm grumpy or or something like that, you know, it, I I forget it shows, mm-hmm. and you do you do notice that people are a little bit wary of you. But yeah, I mean, the whole trying to practice gratitude—that's yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. Trying to practice gratitude, just remember. You know that you know the person who got like your, your, your server or anything like that. If they're a little bit, a little bit grumpy, it's probably because they've been on their feet for twelve hours mm-hmm. and they're working like the extra shifts, trying to make up money through this whole, you know, crisis mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know, and they've got families to feed and whatnot. So trying to be, a, you know, trying to be a little bit more forgiving, trying to be that extra bit of kinder every now and then. I think, especially now, it's going to go a long way. Absolutely. So I've got um, one last question for you and that's something we always like to wrap up with here is like to know something that inspires you. And it doesn't, can be anything, uh, people, books, maybe something on Netflix that you watched or something. Absolutely anything that sort of inspires you through life and like your North Star that keeps you going. At the moment, definitely the whole why at the moment of why we're trying to push ahead. Um, like m- my wife, uh, and she's kind of got me into it as well. Uh, she watches a uh, Queer Eye on, on uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. and I kind of I remember when I first saw it and stuff. And you, you, they're very animated, very flamboyant. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Because um, my wife loves everything like RuPaul and everything like yeah. that. And I'm, it's just it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I'm I'm more I'm more watching like watching Schwarzenegger, killing or something. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I remember when she first started watching this, and um, and I, I couldn't be bothered to change the channel, so we're sitting down watching it. And they were helping uh, this young black girl and stuff who was like demonized by a fa- uh, adopted family, I think it was. And uh, they tried to send her to conversion camp and whatnot, try to change it. And, and these guys come in and they really, really helped her. And they, and I think that's what you know, it's pretty much what the whole series and episodes are about. They they take people, uh, and one of the some of the funniest ones are when they're doing like Middle America, and then they're not used to meeting guys like this. 
and stuff. You know, a lot of them say it's the first time they've ever met a gay fella. <laughs> this hilarious. And but they turn around, they've got this guy, and, and it's and the whole thing's about not just the transformation and all the rest that make them look better. They help their lives. You know, they've got they, they have these two ladies who own this restaurant, and they completely gutted it and they helped her out and they put money into it for her and they got them running on the system and they really seemed to help change some lives and stuff about and I think listening to a lot of the things I'm, I'm listening to and studying so this is all still very new so I'm still <laughs> getting through it is learning that money is a tool to go and try and help and stuff it's not the relationship with money is a bit odd. So using money as a tool to go out and do good, to go out and help where you can, go with a giving hand. And, and with that, I'm hoping that influence passes on to my boys, mm-hmm. that they can follow that kind of example and just try and make the little bit of help and differences on where you can and stuff. Again, I so said this is all a relatively new thing. Because before it was like, you know, keep me up down, do my work, go home, look after my family. I was a very tunnel-visioned person. I've helped the people in my little bubble. Mm-hmm. wasn't too fussed about the rest, you know. It's like, you know, fend for yourself. And looking at expanding my horizons, expanding my vision, definitely giving me a new perspective on that. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again, Andy, for joining me today. And um, just one last thing. If anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? The best place to get in contact with us is uh, search Resolute Strengthwear on our Instagram, okay. uh, Facebook. We've just launched a new YouTube channel, which you can see me, uh, giving instructional videos on bits and pieces, tips and tricks on, uh, the, uh, on the things that we sell. And if you head to ResoluteStrengthwear.com, good stuff on there. And uh, yeah, you can get in contact with us through uh, all those channels. Excellent. And if you want to get in touch with us, it's at Upward Momentum number one on Twitter or info at upwardmomentum.ca. Awesome.